Hi, I'm not Vivian. And I'm not Jason. And this is Burger of the Week. Each week, we discuss an episode of the Fox animated series, Bob's Burgers, and we create a themed burger based on the episode. This week, we're talking about Season 3, Episode 4, Mutiny on the Windbreaker. This title is actually a reference to a 1935 movie, Mutiny on the Bounty. Which is also a reference to a real-life event. Yes. Which happened in the 1700s on the HMS Bounty. So this is, like, deep. The title there's is, history to this. There's roots. Ooh, roots. You know how I love me some roots. This episode was written by Kit Boss and was directed by John Rice. He's a former director on King of the Hill, and this is the only episode that he directs. And this episode aired November 11th, 2012. This episode guest stars Jeffrey Tambor, who's best known as George and Oscar Bluth on Arrested Development. And he's the star of a new show on Amazon called Transparent, which uh, just got renewed for season five, I believe. Wow, season five. I watched the first season. It was good. I haven't seen the rest, though. The store next door was Simply the Asbestos. And the exterminator van <laughs> was Rat Stevens. That's cute. Yeah. And the burgers of the day were absent. We have no burgers of the day. Yeah, what's up with that? Bob's, you ripped us off this week. <laughs> we have more burgers of the day than they do. Yeah, I think this is the first time in Bob's history that we don't have any burgers of the day. I think you're right. Despite being in the restaurant at the beginning of the episode. Mm -hmm. Usually we would see something on the chalkboard. No, nothing. All right, so before we kind of get into this episode, what do you think of it overall, Jason? I'm not sure. It's interesting. I like it, but I don't know if it's even top 10 or top 20. Okay. It feels different to me. I don't know. I, it's hard for me to explain. It just feels off. It doesn't feel like a typical Bob's episode to me. Mm -hmm. Everything before Bob tries to escape, I guess, start, like feels fairly Bob style. But then the last like third of the episode is very frantic and a lot happens and it's just very packed mm -hmm. and it feels a little overwhelming. Yeah, there's a lot that's going on. There's a lot of side stories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Although I like a lot of little moments in the episode. So even though overall I'm not a huge fan of the episode, there's still a lot of little jokes in here that I really do enjoy. Well, let's discuss that as we venture into the episode. Okay. Bob and Linda enlist the kids' help to hand out flyers to cruise ship passengers. The cruise ship captain tries one of Bob's burgers, and he offers Bob a spot as a guest chef and a free trip on the boat. Bob refuses, but he agrees to be the chef for the captain's table for one evening. Oh, Bob, ruining his family's chance for a vacation. Yeah, what's up with Bob? He has commitments. Okay, He's yeah, He's got the but... pickle guy, the meat guy. Is he really worried about money? Is that what you think it is? I think so. Okay. I think he's really worried. And I guess he's assuming that he's not going to get paid. Which makes no sense. Makes no sense. Well, maybe he's thinking that the payment is his family's free vacation, right? That's very possible. But... He sees it as, well, we can't afford to take a vacation. Like, yeah, as much as it is free, I wouldn't have spent the money on that anyway. Right. So, I get it, in a that's way. It's like buying something that's on sale that you had no intention of buying. Yeah, exactly. You're not saving any money if you weren't going to buy it in the first place. Yeah, like when stores are like, you save more when you spend more. And you're like, yeah, but you also just spend more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And Linda also loves a man in a white suit. She's got this, like, little jaunty sort of sing-songy thing when she sees Captain Flaherty. She's like, ooh, white pants, take a chance. And I just think <laughs> it's so cute. My uh, my dad wore a white suit for his wedding. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was in the late 70s, and I guess it was just the fad at that point. Was the style at the time. Yeah, yeah. So, they're all in white. My pa- parents look like angels on their wedding day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> How's the uh, semen-friendly joke for you? I like it because they don't acknowledge it at all. Because they- they're expecting you to... for you're expect, They're expecting you to expect them to make a joke. Yeah. And Bob is basically the viewer at this point. Looking around like, who's going to say something? Is anybody <laughs> going to say anything? And nope. then we just cut. We just cut. So the joke is just letting it sit. The joke is there is no joke. Yeah. That works for me. I like that. I kind of like it because it sets up Captain Flaherty as being weird. Because mm-hmm. who walks in and asks if any place is semen friendly, right? Yeah. <laughs> but then having no one laugh at his joke is also like setting him up as kind of like a little bit of... A little off. Yeah. It's just no one tries to impress him here. No one's like, oh, that's so funny, ha ha ha, or like <laughs> awkward. It's just, it just sits. Yeah. It's just weird. <laughs> Agreed. And then we get some some fun Titanic references, too. Of course, yeah. Louise does not picture herself being drawn or painted by a, a handsome man. Yeah, we see Linda being sketched, we see Tina being mm-hmm. sketched, and then Louise laughing maniacally as it sinks. Yeah, that's my favorite one. And then Gene being sketched. <laughs> Although Gene's not wearing the necklace, so clearly he doesn't remember the movie that well. He was distracted. Uh-huh, okay. <laughs> we also have another Titanic reference later on in the episode. We do? Yes. I had to do a double take. I didn't notice it at first, but the tanning bed that Linda gets into is the Titanic. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Terrible. It's awful. (laughs) Okay, let's continue. Something isn't right on the windbreaker, and Bob soon discovers Captain Flaherty has kidnapped the Belchers. Everyone but Bob is enjoying their vacation. I like the the feeling of something being slightly off. Mm -hmm. Just constantly these little things that are a little bit weird, like the captain having a capybara as a pet. Yeah, what's that about? They're Australian, right? Um, no, actually, they're South American. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, they're native to South America. Okay. Which I guess makes sense because... Puerto Rico. That's where they're going. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a little bizarre. Like, I'm not really sure why we spend so much time with Kiki because it mm-hmm. doesn't really do anything. Yeah, Kiki's actually kind of cute. And it's fun to see that he has kind of an exotic pet. I guess it sort of gives you the feel that, like, he's, again a little off because he has a weird pet. Or like some supervillains have weird pets. So it could be... Don't they usually have cats? Like fluffy white cats? That they Or something pet. exotic <laughs> that's very hard to get or rare. Okay. They just have a fascination with having so much money and wealth that they can get these weird things. Hmm. So maybe that's kind of painting him as somebody like that. Okay. A villain. A villain. Sure. With a really weird pet. Yeah. Yeah. It also kind of sets up his assistant, Ash, gives him a reason to mutiny at the end. Yeah. Join okay. the mutiny. But yeah, I agree. We spend a little bit 
too much time. Yeah, I just don't really know what it adds to the story. It doesn't feel like it's important enough, Mm -hmm. I guess. Maybe the animators just really wanted to draw a capybara. Yeah. They're like... They saw a picture and they were like, oh my god, I can't believe this rodent weighs like 150 pounds. How can we squeeze this into the episode? (laughs) So the rest of the Belchers are all doing their own thing. Jean is going to um, a ventriloquist show? Yeah, okay. That's what you would call it. Um, Louise gets her nails or claws done, which is ridiculous, and... Oh, I hate long nails. So I see them and it's like, I know it's funny, but I also just want them to be clipped off. <laughs> and and Linda tans. And yeah. Tina gets... Tina gets a massage. massage. Well, she tries to anyway. Yeah. I did look this up because I was wondering, like, can minors actually get massages or like a thing? Um, But generally they just need... They can get them. They just need permission from a parent or guardian and the massage will be a little bit different. Like, they're going to be a little gentler on you, and they're only going to do certain kinds of massages, I guess. Sure. Um, And obviously, they're going to avoid any, like, touching of potentially inappropriate areas. Yeah, no butt massages. Yeah. You mentioned that the kitchen is very understaffed. Yeah. There's one guy cooking for the entire cruise ship. That doesn't make any sense. I feel like everybody else bailed. (laughs) Or was kidnapped or, like, locked up or something. Or maybe he ate them. Uh... (laughs) Okay, maybe not that far. But, like... This is not like Sweeney Todd, okay? (laughs) (laughs) It's not pretending to be oysters, but actually people. At least I hope, anyway. So, Chef Duval, I personally wonder if that's a reference to Shelley Duval, who was in The Shining. Because we do have another Shining reference in the episode. Mm-hmm. So that's a possibility. I think it is. I think it is a reference to that. And then also later on he's going to lock him in a, a freezer. Yeah. You know, which happens in The Shining. Exactly. I do like Duvall. I think he's funny. I like that he greets Bob by saying, I hope you have a hand that's for your face and arms. <laughs> like, the way he so says harsh. arms is great. <laughs> it's just arms. so harsh. <laughs> Adams. <laughs> I've never heard a French person speak this way. That's a very, very bizarre French accent. Yeah. It's great. Oh, God. What do you think of Gene's story with Marilyn? His attraction. I don't attraction. like Gene's story or Louise's story this episode. No. No. Do you like Tina's? She doesn't really have one, so I'm okay with it. It's barely a story. Okay, that's like, true. She gets a couple massages. Yeah. I like the fact that her hair is super messy after she comes out of it. Like, hey, yeah, my head massage is great. Thanks for asking. <laughs> she's just a mess. Yeah. Um, I feel like now that he's touched her head, she just won't wash her head anymore. It's like uh, getting touched by a celebrity and never washing your hands. Gross. But no, I'm not a big fan of Jean's storyline. I think it's kind of weird. Although it does make sense to for somebody on the staff to try and scam people like that. I kind of get that. It doesn't really, though. Because, like, how... Okay, you're on the staff, <laughs> sure. You yourself could be flirting as a human being. Mm-hmm. You using your puppet? For a kid, though. Like, he's trying to manipulate kids to get money. And he knows that Jean's mom has the gold card, like the VIP. Yeah. You don't I'm just it. No, no, I... Like... I guess I buy it for Jean. I don't buy it for anyone else. 
it seems like, how could he have done this before, right? Like, yes, I get that Marilyn's supposed to be the sexy sea cow, but she's a manatee and a puppet. Mm -hmm. How is she really gonna, like... Kids are easily manipulated. Yeah, I don't know. I can see it for Gene because he's so gullible, Mm -hmm. but I can't really see it for any other kid. (laughs) I feel like they've got to be smarter than this. That's fair. I think kids are pretty dumb. Okay. Especially when it comes to a puppet speaking. When I was a kid, seeing a ventriloquist was like magic. It was like seeing something that made no sense, but at the same time was just blowing my mind. Because I totally bought into it. Mm. Yep, I I stand by what I say. (laughs) What I said. Okay, guys, you heard it here. Vivian's forgotten what it's like to be a kid. That's sad. (laughs) Harsh, I do not. I remember the magic. I guess I just don't remember ever getting, like, swindled by a puppet. (laughs) Also, I'm not a huge... I I don't know how I feel about these arousal hints for Jean. Ugh, that's weird. my pants feel funny, and I felt like I had to pee the whole time, but I didn't. And then he yells out, when they're gonna stay on the ship, he yells out, boobies! Like... Yeah. uh, Jean's not like that. No. He's not. Not generally, anyway. Mm -hmm. Um... I don't know. I guess everyone but Bob in this episode just feels kind of irrelevant. Like, they're all doing their own little things, but nothing actually changes by the end of it. And I don't feel like the other family members are really contributing to the main story at all. Mm -hmm. It's just, oh, they're doing their own little wacky adventures on the ship. And the only one who really contributes at the end is Louise. And even then... She didn't really, really have to. And she because, didn't really do anything. Yeah, because the the results still would have been the same. Yeah. Captain Flaherty would have found Bob, and he would have, you know, tried to keep him on the ship just exactly as he was doing. So they didn't really have an effect on the story. Mm-hmm. So their storylines are cute. I guess it's... Not that relevant. supposed to show that they're all very distracted, and they can't see what Bob sees. Yeah. But I still don't like it. No, not really. <laughs> um, it's weird because I, like, when I'm watching it, I'm enjoying it. It's fine. And then I start thinking a little about the episode and I go, oh, yeah, I don't really like it that much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just a series of one-liners that I really enjoy. Like when Linda uh, points to Bob and she goes, that's my man. He made your burgers and he made my babies. And Bob actually says... Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Bob, that's your wife. Don't be so... Ugh, about her. <laughs> oh, no, here she goes again. Yeah. I'm choosing to believe that he's ugh-ing because Linda's clearly drunk. Very likely. hmm Chef Duval sweating into the stew. Disgusting. Definitely a highlight for me in the episode. Really? Because it's gross, and it makes me... Ugh. And just hearing him say it saves on salt. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's a highlight. That is not a part... Because it's gross to me. Like, it's... I always like it when an episode can actually elicit a feeling like that. Oh. So, yeah. Maybe this is why you watch horror movies. Sure, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Let's continue. Bob attempts to escape the ship, but fails. After the oysters make everyone sick... Bob's mutiny is successful. So despite fighting with 
Chef Duval about the oysters, they're still served. Mm-hmm. Chef Duval has no sympathy. He's just like, whatever, I don't care. Nobody cares about me, so I don't care about anybody else. Very apathetic. And he realizes he's going to get in trouble if he doesn't put them out. Right. Right? Captain Flirty doesn't actually care about the people on the ship. Right. He just wants to keep everyone complacent. Mm-hmm. We have another movie reference in this uh, moment when Bob says, you made one mistake. You let me live. When he's coming out of the pool. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that is really good. It's a reference to Rambo First Blood Part 2. Apparently. I just knew that it was a reference to something because it was so... Obviously a reference to something. Yeah, yeah. It had to be something the way that it was said. Yeah. So uh, I googled it and there you go. Yeah. Google. Wonders of the internet. Those movies still hold up, by the way. I have not seen any of them. Well, there you go. <laughs> Surprising probably nobody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do like the little cut to Bob's meat guy, Dimitri, coming to the door. Uh, we see his van, and on the it's... side of the van it says, Nice to meet you, which is cute. And then he's he's knocking on the door, and he's like, You and Linda are probably upstairs back in five minutes, eh? <laughs> laugh every time because that's like the least likely thing to be happening which maybe that's sad for linda and bob but whatever it's true they're busy they've got things to do it's just to me it's just one more thing that happens in the episode just another extraneous thing yeah i don't really care for the other cuts to bob's restaurant but i kind of like that one just because dimitri's charming and i'm a little sad that we don't see him again Mm. okay yeah. And like I mentioned earlier, um, saying that the, the rest of the family is not really relevant to the plot, like, I guess it kind of bugs me that Louise fails so spectacularly at scheming. Like, yeah. she, she doesn't seem to understand, hey, a distraction means don't lead everyone to me. Usually she's really good about this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's almost out of character for her to completely bomb. Yeah. To be so terrible at it yeah and then later when she's actually kind of going against her dad and and kind of working against him on the mutiny front Mm -hmm. that's more like louise like louise just doing something out like looking out for herself but just being really bad at the plan bugs me yeah feels out of character um i really like bob talking to chef duval in the barrel or like in the the pot that's one of my favorite parts of the episode. Oh. And he's saying, it's not, it, it's not me. I'm just, just spaghetti in here. It's just, <laughs> it's just spaghetti. What, yeah, well, what do you think about uh, him asking Bob for kisses? I think it's funny. It plants the seed for Bob maybe being interested in other th- other genders. Yeah. I kind of like We it can too. do more. <laughs> <laughs> we can do more than kiss. <laughs> Come back. Um. But when he keeps saying, like, oh, no, it's not the right moment, it's not, there's no moment of, oh, no, no, gross, dude, I'm not into men, or, oh, I'm married, it's just, it's not, it's not the right time. Yeah. Or, no, that's not what I was thinking. <laughs> He's like, what, you weren't thinking about kissing me just now? <laughs> no. <laughs> I like Duval. He might be the best part of this episode. Yeah. Now that I think about I, it, yeah. I, I think so, too. Yeah. And as much as I love Jeffrey Tambor... Captain Flirty's kind of... He's a miss for me. There's no yeah. character in it. Like, there's no personality. To me, he's just weird. And a villain. I guess. I, I don't know. It, he doesn't seem interesting. There's nothing about him that intrigues me. 
And he doesn't really seem like the type of guy who'd be doing the stuff that he's doing. Mm-hmm. Like, he's talking to his capybara and he's going, Oh, Kiki, that's a good BM. Like, he's so sweet with Kiki. And then you see him with everyone else and I find him less believable as a villain mm-hmm. because he's being so sweet to the animal. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird one. Oh, I do like the final moments of this episode when Bob and the family walk up to all the meat on the uh, on the restaurant, which is disgusting, by the way, because that's definitely been sitting it's there like for a, a few days. Sunset. Oh no! And I like Bob saying, "I'm not dealing with this right now. Maybe ever." Because same Bob. That's same. great. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> I would He's not like, want to. I'm going to go it. upstairs, and nope, Mm-mm. somebody else is going to deal with this, not me. I tried to convince you all that we were getting hijacked and kidnapped. Nobody believed me. I am sick of this. Yeah, I'd be. I'd look at everybody else and I'd be like, nah, you clean it up. You got us into this mess. This is your fault. You, you it's all you. Yeah, Bob. Go, yeah. Bob. Go, Bob, man. Agreed. Okay, so not our favorite episode, nope. clearly. Um, And this one was hard for me to uh, to come up with burgers. It was a little difficult for me as well. So my burgers are not great, which may be good or may be bad. We'll see how your reaction goes. We'll see. I Um, think mine are okay. Okay. So do you want to start us off with your okay burgers then? Sure. Uh, My first burger is batter down the hatches. (laughs) I was actually trying to think of one for that and I couldn't. Yeah. So I'm glad I didn't because that's cute. (laughs) So just be a battered burger would it be fish like battered fish yeah whatever <laughs> wow it could be beef it could be fish it could be meh whatever the uh the meh whatever burger okay yeah that's the <laughs> one <laughs> all right and the follow-up what's yours uh my first burger is come kill away <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yep. that's bad <laughs> Come kale away. Come kale away. It literally just has kale on it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and maybe a little nautical-themed flag. <laughs> just, <laughs> just like... Just pinned on top? <laughs> yep. Just on the top of the burger. Okay. Because you know what? Why not? Why not? Why not? <laughs> Okie dokie. Okay. It's uh, my third, my second one. So if one. you're a real big sticks fan, maybe you're going to enjoy that burger. <laughs> All right. You think that's bad? My second one is so much worse. Okay, let's go with yours. <laughs> My second burger is the Squab the Deck burger. Oh, no. <laughs> and it is a Squab burger. Squab. Is that, that's a small... Pigeon. Oh. oh. Yeah, it's... Pigeon? Yeah, it's young pigeon. <laughs> Apparently it tastes pretty good. I like uh, dark meat, dark chicken. So why isn't everyone just like plucking off chickens from the street in New York? Those are dirty, but it's basically the same type of pigeon. Mm, squab. Domesticated. Yeah. I just remember seeing them in like fancy movies where everyone was like, oh, everyone's going to have their own squab. Yeah, they're tiny. <laughs> Could you imagine having an pigeon. entire like <laughs> bird on your plate? Well, yeah, that's, they, I was looking up pictures of them, and they're literally, like, small plate size. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's bizarre. Okay, so squab the deck. Yep. Uh, okay. <laughs> We're coming up with weird stuff today. Mm-hmm. My second burger is whatever floats your goat. Wow. 
Okay. It's so bad, and there's no goat in this episode. Nope. It's not even like a sea animal. Well, it's no not pigeon, like but... no, but you could have like a squab fly over the boat. But like, there's no goats, so mine's really dumb. I'm sorry. Whatever floats your goat. <laughs> but whatever floats your goat. I was having a hard time. That's anyway, awesome. so it'd be a goat burger. Yeah. Which I don't even know if that I, would taste good. It might. Maybe. I feel like there are goat meats out there. Oh, yeah. Goat milk is very... Well, okay. Actually, I've never had goat milk. But I've had goat cheese, and goat cheese is delicious. I know goat is a food. Like, it is a meat that people eat. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And, like, curries and stuff, right? Yep. Okay. All right, so... Indian stuff? Whatever floats your goat. And then you also get a nautical flag, because whatever. I don't know. (laughs) Because why not? Because boats, dude. Boats. And the sea, the ocean, ah, boats the ocean. and goats, <laughs> boats and goats. Oh, I love it! <laughs> All right, so if I'm picking yours, it's definitely whatever floats your goat. Oh, okay. <laughs> if I'm picking yours, it's squab the deck. There we go. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, <laughs> I feel like it should just go to you because there are no goats in this episode, and it's not relevant. <laughs> And also, I don't want my shame to be posted <laughs> loudly on the internet. Well, I can take it. That's fine. If you want me to take it, I'll take it. Okay. It's all you. Okay. It's all you this week. All right. The winner of this week <laughs> is Squab the Deck. Yep. It's weird, <laughs> just like this episode is weird. It's a weird one. Yeah. Agreed. At least okay. we didn't come up with a capybara burger. Yeah. I was thinking about that. Capybara burger. I thought about doing something like Kiki's Delivery something, like Kiki's Delivery Service type of... Nah, didn't work. Mm. Mm. Okay. That brings us to the end of Burger of the Week, a Multiverse Radio production. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed our show, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. That's the best way for people to find out about us. And if you want to discuss boats and goats, you can find us on Twitter at Multiverse Radio or Facebook at Multiverse Radio Podcast. And you can always send us an email from our website, multiverseradio.ca. Next week, we'll discuss episode five, an indecent Thanksgiving proposal, which would be our second seasonal episode. Yeah, already this Mm -hmm. season, which is kind of crazy. There's only five episodes and we've already got Halloween and Thanksgiving. Yeah, we had Halloween last week and Thanksgiving next week, so... Which is out of order for Canadians, by the way, because we have Thanksgiving before Halloween. But it probably aired right around Thanksgiving for Americans. Well, this was November 11th, so yeah. Yeah, probably. I actually don't have any idea what day American Thanksgiving comes on. I know. I know what day it is. Oh, yeah? What? It's Turkey Day. Oh, pff, terrible. Okay, and on that note, this turkey and I will say goodbye. Bye, guys. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> is Cat Stevens the one who sang the... And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon. The little boy, you know, the like, when you're coming home, dad, I don't know when, but we'll get together then. That song that everybody like cries about, or at least my dad does. <laughs> is, that, is that my cat, Steven? I have no idea. Oh, dang. I didn't do my research. <laughs> Apparently neither did you. Well, cat Steven's research should have been on the list. 